You're listening to the Taming Hinges podcast. Conversations about self-awareness and mental health. We talk about anything and everything on the podcast. Real experiences, real life. Come get triggered. That's right. Come get triggered on the Taming Hindrances podcast. My name's Phil. I'm the host and creator of the Taming Hindrances podcast. And this is episode number two of the podcast. Um, after the intro, we're going to talk about education today. So I think I've spent a lot of time now wondering what's the best way to talk about or process how one becomes self-aware or what is the process of self-awareness? Where do you start? How do you go about it? And I found that there's no answer. The answer is there's no answer. Uh, I spent a lot of time specifically through the COVID situation and all that over the last year or so. And now, um, you know, working as a full-time massage therapist, looking at what creates or what defines or where is the starting point for self-awareness? What is it? What, what are we talking about? Why are we talking about it? Um, I understand much more about the self um, help side of things and like the, you know, the depression side of things. I don't necessarily know too much about self-awareness. I've really come to that awareness that even though I do consider myself a self-aware person, I don't have enough knowledge to teach you about it. I just don't. So I figured what's the best way to go about this. And that is to look for commonalities, obviously. Uh, and one of the systems I'm going to use, which hopefully today is all about education. And the reason for that is because education has made a profound change on my life. And I'm not going to talk about education well, okay, so I am going to talk about education in the traditional sense, but really what I'm going to get to in the end, just to save you all the time so you don't have to listen to this at all, you need to look at non-traditional education. Specifically in America, the education system, I believe, has overall failed. Um, to be educated is not going to help you. You know, if you want to go through the traditional route of education, it's it's very rarely going to help you. And I mean that as a, a systemic idea, as the system as a whole, the whole system of education and the marketing of it and, you know, the develop and design of it. That is not to say I don't believe in schooling. And I do make a differentiation between being a product of schooling and a product of education um, to be educated is to kind of, I don't know, indoctrinated. Um, these are the ways I think about this because I've found when I speak to people about their education, there's a commonality that, well, most of it was bullshit. And I have to agree. Thinking back at my own education, um, a lot of it was memorization and facts and, history and, and, you know, there were some good rules in there. Um, you know, English as a, as a defined subject works 
better than that. Like you need to memorize the rules of how to write the English language because it has its own defined system. But like memorizing facts about historical events, um, not, not so much. Not that I don't think history is important. And I completely understand going into this conversation that I'm going to probably step on a lot of toes here. And I, I mean to and don't mean to at the same time. I think it's time in the self-awareness and mental health world to have a better understanding of how to educate oneself, right? So we're, you know, it's all about self-awareness, but how do, how do you learn? How, how do I educate you? How that's really more important than anything else. And I was fortunate enough thinking back on my education, quote unquote, to have teachers push me in directions that led to that understanding. And it took a long time and it was not easy. And it took a lot of reflection to kind of figure out the pieces that may have put that puzzle together. So this episode is really all about that. It's about the differentiation between education as uh, let's call it a market, because are we not just marketing education to youth at this point or to the parents? Um, you know, we look at real estate in the eyes of a parent. It's very important to, you know, are we in a good school district? You know, are my kids going to get a good education? So we kind of pander to the idea that the schooling system is specifically important for the success of a child. And I would have to agree, but I don't think it has anything to do with the rules, regulations, and curriculum. I have a strong suspicion that it has everything to do with the quality of the instructors and the faculty um, and staff. I've learned more from a janitor than I have from professionals in their field, you know. I've gotten great life lessons from the dude mopping the floor. I have, <laughs> I worked in a school and the janitor was an extremely intelligent individual and, uh, he made interesting comments about life and it was, you know, it was cool to hear. And I got more from that, that individual, the staff member at a school than I did from, you know, high up professionals in, let's say business marketing and management. You know, I've sat through a couple of those conversations just been like, this is fucking bullshit. Like, what are you talking about? So that's really the, the, the big picture view here is, is the education system beneficial? Probably. Is it marketing and pandering? Yes, absolutely. Do I think that the specific things to look at are more the individual faculty and staff, environment, um, class structure, those types of things. Yeah. But really the most important thing to pick up here is educating oneself in their own education. I, I think this is a really big stepping off point for what self-awareness is or what could be, uh, and also for mental health to understand why does your brain work the way it does? How do you learn new things? How do you better yourself? What routinely has made you more aware? 
And, you know, some people might call this critical thinking, but I think it goes beyond that because critical thinking is a, a learned skill, as most things are, and has to be taught. You have to go through a critical thinking class of sorts or at least understand um, a framework of what critical thinking should be or is. And that requires education. So I think a lot of things do require education, but really there's, like I said, a differentiation between schooling and education. You can educate yourself. The methodology, the schooling of it, that's really the more important part to me. And like I said, I was fortunate enough to have instructors in my youth that really, I think, understood um, what I think defines a good system educator. Uh, and by that, I mean an educator or teacher, instructor, professor, that's working inside the system of academia. Uh, my personal opinion on most colleges is fucking worthless. I've learned m much more outside of a college classroom than I have in that have gotten me much better jobs or, you know, provided me much better opportunities than that has. And that's, you know, that's my own personal thing. If you want to be a doctor, you have to fucking go to school. Like you can't get your doctorate. I couldn't become a massage therapist without having gone to massage therapy school. Although it's a little bit different than normal schooling, but you know, there are, I'm not saying that the education system is useless or academia is useless, but I definitely think there's pandering and there's marketing going on and it's not necessary. I, I don't think it's necessary for you to have a, a successful career and or life just because, you know, you didn't go to school. I, I absolutely think you can have that. You can have a successful career in life without going to college or getting a college degree. I've, I've met hundreds of people who've done that. Entrepreneurs, just, you know, hard workers. Like, so we'll get into some of that too. But first, what I mean by an educator who is kind of working inside the system, but not so much like they, they know how to, they're like a pirate. <laughs> I was fortunate enough to have those types of instructors. Not a lot, a handful over, you know, my schooling, you know, career. I definitely had enough though that like pushed my boundaries of thought. You know, they made me think outside. I don't even want to say outside the box. They made me think outside myself. And I found that was like a really important idea when I thought back on it. I'm like, you know what? Yeah. The type of instructor or what they're willing to push I think is, is super important. And we've taken that power away from them and we continue to take that power away from, them. we continually have this fight between like what makes a good teacher, uh, a good teacher educates. No, not a good teacher teaches a good teacher invokes a want to learn. And when it, they can't invoke the want they somehow tease out the learning like they are individuals who know other people that's i think one of the biggest traits for a teacher to be a successful teacher is to understand other people so that you can kind of see like oh okay you know this person maybe maybe they learn this way maybe they're not quite getting it because of this or Maybe if I change how I'm describing this, maybe this person will get it a little bit better. Uh, 
or, oh, okay, where are they coming from when they're asking that question? You know, so there's a, a multitude of skills that goes into this, patience, learning, listening. Like, there's all sorts of things that, yes, would develop a good teacher, but there is an inherent trait of this, what I call like a pirate sense. Like, they're just, they're working inside of a system to work the system. Like, a good educator will push your boundaries of mentality even against the system they work in. A lot of the teachers I think back on, or I should say all of the teachers that I'm thinking back on that are in this handful of people who really pushed my mental state and created some sort of bud of educational self-awareness pushed against the system they were in. They didn't tell me to believe the things they were saying because they were saying them. They taught me there's corruption there's misinformation. I need to look, I need to define, I need to find correct answers, find things I can trust, not just take them at their word that the system held them back in some ways from giving me everything I needed, but they made me aware of that. They didn't just be like, Nope, what I'm saying is the be end end all. This is all you need to know. Pass the test, move on. They certainly could have. I mean, the no child left behind situation when we enacted that pushed most educational systems into that. You just need to pass the standardized testing system and you can get the fuck out the system. That's what it pushed. That was the idea. Because you had to eliminate any individual thinking and make it standardized. And that's how you end up with a world of sheeple and zombies and no one thinking for themselves, which is where we got. That's where we got. That's where we are. You know, I'm sorry to say, but the more I dive into humanity as a whole, we're fucked. It, I just, I'm losing, losing my, I don't even want to say faith. I never really had faith in humanity. I'm just losing my own interest in humanity to be completely honest. I've seen some shit in my life before. And what I'm seeing now is an amalgamation of all the bad. And it's, you know, I know it's, it's being thrown in our faces constantly, but like the topic of this conversation, education I went and I looked and I'm looking deeper and I'm constantly seeking out like, you know, what's, what's the real answers here? What's the real, what can we really trust? What can we really look at? What are the real numbers? What are, you know, people really doing? What are people really saying? What's the action compared to the, the verbiage? And eh, it's not really going in a way I, I feel like it's, you know, going to lead to anything good. So, oh, well, but that's not to say that education is the reasoning for that. I don't, I want to make that perfectly clear. Like I, I, I do believe the no child left behind situation made it very difficult for educators to do their jobs correctly in the way they should. I don't think it stopped them though. Again, that's this whole pirate thing where when I was in like seventh, eighth grade, somewhere around there, I distinctly remember a couple teachers who, would definitely make mentions of some things. They were like, yeah, don't repeat that. Don't, you know, hush, hush that. Or, you know, like put clauses on things to let us know 
yeah, maybe we shouldn't tell the principal that's what they told us. <laughs> like, or maybe I shouldn't tell my parents that's what they told us. Like, you know, those types of things. And I don't think it was wrong. They didn't, you know, it was nothing malicious, but they definitely were like, you know, hey, like, I have to teach you this, but maybe you want to look a little farther into it. Maybe you want to come up with your own opinion. Maybe you want to define what this historical event really kind of makes you feel instead of like, no, this is is how things should be. Memorize this date and then put it on a piece of paper on a test and then you pass. No, they were kind of like, well, you know, like this is important. That's not really important. And I don't, I don't see a problem with that. And I think a lot of good educators and good teachers, professors, I think they do that. I saw it in the, in the martial arts world when I was teaching and then being taught and like, the best times I had with teachers overall martial arts, those few college classes I've taken, you know, my collegiate career, which is very short, um, normal schooling, you know, the, the K through 12 in the American system. And then, you know, just like general classes that I've taken for like random things or educational stuff. I take CEs for my, my job. Some of the best educators are the individuals who don't tell you to believe everything they say. They make a very specific point of letting you know, like you need to know this to pass the test. Cause that's the part that matters right now. But, and there's always a big, but there that what you should take away is a little bit different or what you're going to like specifically in CE courses for massage therapy. We have to standardize some sort of testing because that's what the platform requires. The, you know, the state boards of health when, you know, cause every state's different in the massage world, but there's a gen, you know, general framework of, you know, if you're going to submit a class, it has to follow certain guidelines. There has to be some sort of, um, um, some sort of proficiency example, you know, you have to like, like, are they proficient? Like, how do they find other profession? Um, a big one of those is in the, um, uh, I'm drawing a blank on this one. Uh, CPR, CPR classes, almost every CPR instructor I've ever met. They're always like, Hey, like you need to pay attention to these couple points because it's, going to be on the test I have to give you because I have to submit that you took this test in order to get, but like, here's some other things that are like really important and like real world information that you really like should like super grasp. Like, yes, the test pieces are what they think is standardized and really important for you to know, know them pass the test, but like in an emergency situation in which CPR is going to need to be enacted, that list of shit it's going to go right the fuck out the window and you need to know these three things to get you through this situation and maybe save someone's life or, you know, be the extra set of hands on like scene specifically in CPR. I remember an instructor telling me like it was almost more important to know the overall flow of what an accident or not an accident, but what an emergency situation is like than the CPR itself. And that was really profound. I didn't find it profound at the time because I wasn't thinking of it. I was focused on passing the CPR class. But I've 
I've been with that instructor before. And so like the second time I took the class, which is pretty common for CPR, like as soon as you take it once, they don't change a lot of things. So we have to re-up every couple of years. So you go and then you start to see the other things. And I really start to see like the style of this teacher, like, oh, wow. You know, they were informative, fun, you know, engaging. But they gave this grand idea of like, here's an emergency situation. All right. And in my eyes, there's only two emergencies. I'd like to make perfectly clear. The two emergencies in life are uncontrollable bleeding and asphyxiation. Those two things will kill you very rapidly. Uncontrollable bleeding, you will bleed out and die. Seen that. Asphyxiation, also seen that. Those two things will kill you very rapidly. Those are the two major emergencies. Almost everything else may seem like an emergency, but like no one's going to die and you can handle it in phase. When someone's asphyxiating or when someone requires CPR, uh, people like adrenaline rush, boom, it goes, it happens. And the educator was very like, okay, here's what's going to happen. Like you're going to get an adrenaline rush. You're going to blank. <laughs> you know, you're going to like hear things you, you know, your adrenaline's going to be pumped. You're going to like hear shit and like people will be screaming or like, there's going to be chaos and being able to just be like, Nope, blinders victim. Is there any dangers? Can I get to them safely without hurting myself? Cause I can't save them. Okay, cool. Get to them. Check start CPR. Then like all the little things after that. Cause really what you should do is you should be like, all right, what's the time? You know, and then I got to count my compressions and then like, how long have I been doing this? Or when EMS shows up, I can tell them, you know, do I have an AED? Like there's a fucked out of shit you have to process, but it all happens within like a minute. So that was an interesting take. It was like, Hey, you got to pass this test because that's how you get your certification. But here's the really important thing. Don't panic when it happens. You're trained now even though you've never practiced it in real reality, like it, you'll do more good than probably harm. So just fucking go do it. Like that's real education to me. And I don't think the education system is geared towards that. And a lot of that is because we've had to standardize tests. We've had to come up with curriculum that like people agree on. And I get it. It's tough. I'm not in the education system, but I am in the world of education. People are my business. And it's very important to understand what the differentiations of someone being educated and someone being schooled or someone understanding how they learn. And that's the big thing I'd like to get into now is how do you learn? Have you ever thought about it? Have you ever discussed it with anyone? Have you found any commonalities in the way you've educated yourself or been educated? Um, have you looked back on the schooling you've been through and found a common point, like a, a, a common structure? Was it visual? Was it audio? Was it, do you read for comprehension. Do you, you know, have you been through a critical thinking course? Do you know what critical thinking is? Do you know what first principles are? Have you ever studied any philosophy of how the mind works or learning and those types of things? What's your background? Uh, what's your mental 
state of looking at things. How do you come like at a problem or how do you come at new knowledge? Who sat you down to teach you any of that? Nobody. I had a couple of those teachers who maybe, you know, presented some of these ideas and then like they blossomed later, but no one ever, like even in a critical thinking courses I've taken, it was a process. It was like, here, learn these steps, practice these steps. Like, because of the standardization of trying to educate everyone, it gets dumbed down. It also gets presented in a manner that may not actually work for everyone because once you try to take the law of average, you lose the fringes. That's what the law of average is. You know, if, if you average out everything, you're going to lose the fringes. That's what the bell curve is based off of. The bell curve is the knowledge that the system was standardized and so it's not going to work for everybody, but I can make it look like it does. That's what a bell curve does. Because if it, it also gives you a judgmental point of like, oh, wow, that really didn't work for fucking anybody because the bell curve was so steep and like nobody passed. You can manipulate it. You can manipulate all things. But digressing on that, how do you come at new knowledge? It's a really profound thing to learn. And I think it's one of the stepping off points of what self-awareness is. If we define self-awareness as um, awareness of oneself, but of mentality and individuality, I believe is how Merriam's Webster dictionary defines uh, self-awareness is the knowledge of one's individuality and mentality. Well, that in and of itself is a topic of learning. It's a, it's a subject. You could write your own course on it because it's you. You are the person. You can, you know, like create the curriculum to teach other people about that. We do it regularly without even thinking about it. Anytime we meet new people or we, you know, have to do an interview or explain ourselves to someone, have new clients, new interactions, we're teaching the subject of ourself. We're not paying attention. Typically, we're pandering and marketing just like the education system. Some of us are even just bullshitting. And this is where the self-awareness piece to be had is cutting out the bullshit. And I mean that wholeheartedly across all platform. The self-awareness of learning is cutting out the bullshit of you. The self-awareness of education is cutting out the bullshit of memorization of facts with no skill to be educated is a problem. It leads very clearly into indoctrination. It provides no subset of skill and simply provides an experience with a dopamine or cortisol effect. If you get a good grade, you get a dopamine rush. Great. Get a bad grade, you get a cortisol rush. Bad. That standardization and method doesn't lead to learning. It doesn't lead to wisdom. 
and for those who haven't heard me say it before, the differentiation between knowledge and wisdom is knowledge is knowing the answer to a question. We teach a lot of knowledge in the Western educational system. It's a lot of knowledge, memorization of facts, knowing what to answer on the text, uh, on the test, even like test taking um, tricks, you know, like, oh, it's usually always C or if you read the question and then like, if you go on to another question, you might find the answer to that question. Like these are just knowledge points. Knowledge is the answer is knowing the answer. Wisdom is knowing where to look for the answer, specifically the right answer, the correct answer. And that is a, that is a philosophical idea in and of itself. You know, what sources do you trust? Who do you trust? What vets a piece of information? What discredits a piece of information? What credits a piece of information? It just gets into this complicated idea of, you know, but wisdom is knowing where to look for these answers. And you're not taught that. Or at least those individuals that I know have had to figure that out themselves, that, you know, that I consider wise or having wisdom or at least seeking it. It's something you have to figure out yourself, just like you have to figure out how you learn, how you process information. And the educational system's not doing that. It's providing a knowledge base, which is fine. That's a decent stepping off point, but it's the pirates out there that are teaching that other piece, teaching what education is, what's schooling, what's learning, what's, you know, what is information. And as a human, we do that constantly. Like I said, through interaction, we're providing that information, but we got to cut the bullshit. We got to cut out the bullshit of like, I'm going to pander. I'm going to market. I'm going to be, I'm going to BS. I'm going to, if you continue to do that in any system, if the education system continues to do what it's doing now, specifically with everybody's got to go to college and everybody's got to get an education and, you know, K through 12 is, you know, vital. Uh, is it? I mean, yeah, I absolutely think kids should go to school, but like, shouldn't there be some sort of freedom of education? Shouldn't there be ways of learning things that like are more prudent to you in the ways that you want to learn them? Shouldn't a whole year of development for a child be spent on here's how you process information so that we can have the second piece that's missing. I've spoken so far about what education is kind of and how, you know, there's different systems and you have to learn your own method, but there's these instructors and teachers out there who may be very skilled in getting across the educational system that they have to work inside of. That's, you know, everybody has rules in their job. Okay. And they have to follow those rules and they have to, and it's sometimes it's bullshit. A lot of times it's bullshit, but there's a piece of this equation that we're missing. And that is how do you learn? How do you understand things? No one I've ever spoken to has been like, Oh yeah, they taught me that. They taught me how I learn. They taught me how I process information and what makes more sense to me. 
at how to take in information that I'm not quite sure how to dissolve and break it into pieces that I can, or how to ask questions that make things make a little bit more sense to me, that give me a better framework to work inside of. No one ever has told me that. No one. Zero. Zero people. Anecdotally, zero people have ever told me, oh, yeah, the education system totally taught me how I learn best. And I've done amazing things with it and learned languages and all sorts of subjects. Zero people have told me that. Instead, I find most people end up figuring out some pieces. And this is, again, anecdotally, how it comes about. I don't like math. I suck at it. I don't want to do it. Okay, that's one. Or, eh, science isn't my thing. Oh, I'm a terrible writer. Don't like English. We get these commonalities that I find of education being a negative. We all know how I feel about negatives, specifically when it comes to depression. Depression is not a negative. It's a force or idea in which to be used as a tool. So really, a negative in this situation is a piece of self-awareness. But we don't take it as a piece of self-awareness because all we've taught the person is that they don't like something or they're bad at it. Not that they could be good at it if you tried or found a better way to understand it could be good at it or at least like acceptable like at least feel comfortable doing like a math problem if you really fucking hate math or you just like really suck at math for some reason i'm pretty positive you just don't look at it in a way or it hasn't been shown to you in a way that makes sense to you so you just give up well to be honest there's methods we could teach you that probably would make it make more sense to you or give you a comfort in which you could be comfortable, you know, doing math. Learn how to use a calculator. It, the answer's right. It's calculator. They're always fucking right. All right. Teach you how to use a calculator correctly to just check basic math, all right? Like, cool. Taught him how to use a calculator. But the understanding's not there. I'll, I'll waver on that a little bit back and forth. And I've come to the conclusion that this is one of those, there's no answer to the answer. There's, there's just, the answer is there's no answer. Which means the method is the more important piece. What is the method of learning? If the answer is there's no answer to how you go about doing math, right? we're just using that as an example. What is the method you're being taught? That's the most important part. The method. How do you Take the visual representation or the audible information or however the information is coming to you. How do you take that and process it as a mathematical equation that requires a mathematical answer? Well, your teacher doesn't know. Your parents don't know. You probably don't know. 
So we need to teach you that. That's what you need to learn. We call this Greek retroduction in the philosophical standpoints. If you really want to get into something fascinating, I really highly recommend reading about Greek retroduction. Um, some people call it the Socratic method, that there is the Socratic method, but really there's this thing called Greek retroduction. And Greek retroduction or retroduction as a thought process is eliminating all non-plausible answers to give you a list of plausible ideas that will have a percentage of plausibility which will lead you at least in the right direction to finding the correct answer. And that is method. But we haven't ever educated you or me, children, non-children, the method of how information goes from here to in here. What is learning? I think that's a bigger conversation to have. It's like, what really is learning? There's the psychological side of things. There's the chemical process in the brain. There's all these neurons and synaptics and all these, you know, and there's sleep in there and all these different other functions and ideas. And it's complicated. But education needs to have a method of learning. All education. And that method of learning is specific to the individual, which makes itself awareness. And once you grasp the method that works best for you or the multiple different types of methods that maybe work best for you for the situations, a deeper understanding of one's own mind comes to fruition. As an adage, I'll put it out there in case people don't know, not everyone can hear their own voice in their head. That's a thing. So some people don't have an internal dialogue just running constantly. I'm one of those people. Well, I'm one of those people that has the, like my mind. I am talking to myself constantly. Like I'll have a conversation with myself before my mouth actually verbally provides words to the world. I will just chit chat, talk it out, and then it'll come out. That isn't the case for everybody. And it's really important to understand as like a, um, not so much as a self-awareness piece, but well, I mean, it's important to learn self-awareness of, are you an internal dialogue person or you're not an internal dialogue person? Uh, but also that like, that's a differentiation between people. Different people have the internal dialogue. Some people don't like it. It's a big thing to like really try to wrap your head around that one. It's something I'll probably get into in the future because it's super fascinating. But in this context, it's part of what we would consider that method, that methodology. What is learning? What is the method of learning for an individual? That's true self-awareness. And it's a great part to start self-awareness. I've always had the internal dialogue, but I wasn't so much aware of its functions its methodologies, how I process the information coming in. And in that sense, sent the information back out. That was a, 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 a 
a turning point for me in my journey of self-awareness so far was really coming to the conclusion that, oh, these educators have been giving me information. And a lot of it was fortunately pretty easy for me to comprehend. Just, just, I just got it. Just made sense. I didn't have to try hard in school. Things come to me pretty naturally. But I was like, why? Or how? Typically better ask better to ask how than why in almost every situation. Stop asking why, start asking how. How did the information go from them to me and make sense pretty easily? And it was this filter of my internal dialogue that was providing a lot of the cutting of the bullshit. Just, nope, don't need that. The way I grasped math from a very young age, math has rules, follow the rules, don't question the rules. It's math. Yeah, I get there's high level math where like there's no rules or you question the rules. I'm not a math theorist. I don't do theoretical math. It's not my problem. Someone else's problem. Good luck with that. I'm not a mathematician. But I got algebra real easy. Here's the rules. Follow the rules. Memorize the rules. Do the rules. Get the answer. That was math. I didn't have a teacher tell me that directly. My internal dialogue was just like, well, like you have to get to a correct answer. There's a method for getting to that correct answer. Like, don't question the met. Like, just do what they want, essentially. Well, I learned that for just about everything in school. There was a method to get the correct answer the system wanted. And it became very bothersome because it became very arbitrary and boring. And I found myself not, I wasn't learning things, but like, Nothing of substance. The times in which I've learned something of substance, there was little, there was very little effort towards giving a systemic or a, a system answer, giving a defined educational system answer to comprehension. And that was internal dialogue. When I, started asking, how do I understand this? How do I get this? Cause I need, like I needed, needed to get it. Like when I was in massage school, I needed to understand. I wanted to, like I needed this information. I was like, Ooh, this is, this is good stuff. I really like learning about the human system. It's super interesting. Learning massage, martial arts, same way, like philosophy, these types of things. So going back to what I previously said about how we teach kids, like, or teach people, what they hate at the same time, we teach them what they like. And I think inside of that duality, everything has to have balance. I've said that in the, I say it all the time. It's the universal rule. It's one of the great mysteries of life. Everything's constantly seeking balance and must have balance. That is not to say everything is balanced. Keep that in mind. But in the educational world and specifically that defined around the, talk of self-awareness 
looking at the balance between what the educational systems, schooling, have taught you about what you like and what you don't like or what someone likes and what they don't like, what's the balancing point? How do you like something more than something else? How is it more interesting to you? Not why. Because the why is going to be like, oh, it's just I, I like that more. When you ask someone, why do you like science more than math? They're just going to tell you, oh, it's more interesting. Well, how is it more interesting to you? How does it engage you more? How does it make you more attentive? How does it give you a better dopamine reaction so that you want to continue to learn it? That's a better understanding to start down the world of, oh, here's what I need to do in order to learn something. For me in martial arts, it took a little while, but eventually I came to a realization like, how do I pick up certain forms more better than I pick up other forms? Or not so much that, because I had a pretty common thing with forms. I picked up forms really quickly. How did I learn forms easier than I learned application? Okay, well, forms were a system of movement. Pretty easy to follow. I had a better understanding of how my body moved than I did to someone else's body moving. Hmm, okay. It's a system. Cool. How do I understand the system through the movements? How many movements can I learn at a time? The answer, when I very first like was figuring this out, was three. I could learn three systemic move, systematic movements at a time. I learned, you know, okay, hand goes up, hand goes down, you know, whatever. I don't really have the room to do it here, but that's, I, I could learn, okay, these three moves, cool. Run them 10 times. That was another thing. Like how many times do I have to do this over and over again to memorize it? Okay, cool. Got it. Next three, 10 times, memorize. Next three, 10 times, memorize. And then all of a sudden I was picking up forms one, two a day. There was times I learned two forms in a single day. Did I have to go perfect them and practice them? Absolutely. And that's, you know, commonality between anything. Repetition is the mother of all school skill. Failure is its father. But I came up with my understanding of how I learned martial arts forms. Then when I was able to figure that out, I could apply that to the system of application. How do I use a movement inside of a form to apply to a defense situation, a fight situation, or you know, a physical altercation when I was a bouncer? You know, how would I apply this? Not why would I apply this or why would I use this one over that one? Just how would I apply this? Well, how did I learn the movement three moves at a time, 10 times of repetition memorized. Okay. That's how I memorized it. How did I learn it? That was an extra step. Whew, never had gotten to this point before. Let's keep going. How did I learn the move? I have 
pretty good hand-eye coordination. Spatial awareness. Tanzel. Paxel. Bonzel. Like, okay, those three moves could be a, a part of a form. It was the structure of my own body that was giving me the memorization. Oh, I learned through that physical movement. Aha. Okay. There's an aha moment. Wow. That took a while. But I think plausibly someone else could apply that methodology. And again, every method is going to be different for everybody, but it's a piece of self-awareness to understand how are you learning? How are you educating yourself? I learned in martial arts that the physical act of doing the, the movement, me doing the movement, I would watch someone else and then I would emulate it. But then actually me doing the motion, watching someone else didn't teach me shit. I had to do it. Then I physically did it. Three moves at a time, 10 times of repetition, next. And I learned umpteen forms real quick. But it was, it took a while to figure out like, oh, okay. It's not me watching them. That's not it. It's me doing it. I don't know if you would call that like me a physical learner at that point. Like, I don't know. But like, that was the, like, that's a lot of levels <laughs> to come up with an understanding that I could apply to different things. Me watching someone massage doesn't teach me anything about massage. I had to physically massage someone else. I had to do it. So I was a leg up in the massage learning world because I had come from a martial arts background that gave me that understanding of how I learned. And I, I don't see other people being given that. And even though I, I don't... I can't say to the extent of like, were the teachers I was talking about earlier, was that their, was that what they were trying to do was give me some sort of self-awareness of my learning capability or, you know, how I learned? I don't know. Maybe did they in, in some small way? Yes. But like, it took a lot of time and I, it wasn't very readily apparent at, at the given moments, but there is some sort of correlation between education and self-awareness. The missing link or methodology is the self-awareness being applied to education. And that I think is a very strong motivator and a strong demotivator at the same time. I think a lot of people struggle with education in some way or another. And we don't, you know, it's don't be one of the weird kids, you know, don't be, you know, cut the bullshit. Like I said, just get rid of the bullshit. All right. You need to teach people how they learn. How do you learn? Are you a visual learner? Are you a, um, uh, audio learner are you a uh, you know do you take an audio better than do you need something to look at are you a, a textual learner do you need to like touch and you know do those things like how do you process information 
until you teach someone that there's no, there's no hope in what I consider a real good journey into the self-awareness world. And I, you know, I haven't gone through it, but what I can talk about pretty in-depthly is where history has emphasized that very idea. Most all of the philosophical methods have a very high degree of emphasis put on inward reflection. Thinking about how things apply to oneself. And I'm not saying I'm the first person to figure this out because I'm not. But I don't think it's very readily applied or taught. It's almost in some ways slightly hidden. Most of the philosophy that's out there comes from a mindset. And at some point I would love to get into the idea between the cultivation methods and how they all apply in different quote unquote energy systems and how that's all very important of sticking inside of a system, but this isn't the time for that. What I can say is having studied all those things, Ayurvedic, traditional Chinese medicine, um, Japanese systems of energy and healing um, and martial arts and all of those degrees, as well as Eastern and Western philosophies, continental shift, personal development inside of systems, both personally and watching externally, there is this commonality that one should take time to apply what they're learning to themselves in inward reflection. And I don't think there's a lot of that in the educational system by design because of the time restraints and the development of people. <laughs> everyone develops at a different rate and everyone is, you know, constantly changing in some way or another. So some realizations may happen in seventh grade. Some may happen in your last year of college or when you're 65 and, you know, standing on a hilltop in Arizona or something. I don't know. Like different realizations come at different times for different people. So it's hard to pin down how to present those pieces to an individual. What systems have been trying for a very long time, we just don't incorporate them because they're not traditional. But they are. They're ancient, actually. The canonical writings of all Buddhist belief, um, not in a religious sense because Buddhism is not a religion, but the canonical writings, be it the lesser canon or the greater canon, the Vishnana Mahayana, are presented for one to understand themselves better through the process in which they call enlightenment. Okay. 
we'll get into all that at another time and I'll unpack that. But that's a system of developing self-awareness or at least emphasizing the point of applying knowledge one has gained to themselves. The canonical writings are teachings of information typically done in a story fashion in which there's information to understand and glean, 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 whatever. Uh, but also to ethically and morally apply those ideas to one's own life and see what that stirs inside of them. That's a pretty common theme. We don't do any of that in Western education. We can't to be completely honest and to be what I think is kind of fair is to say that that's fucking impossible to do that for everyone in a grade system of K through 12 and then a collegiate system beyond that with undergrad and, you know, grad degree, like it's nearly impossible which means we need to take that away from the educational system and not make it their problem. Do they need a lot of reform and some things definitely need to change? Yeah, but I'm not here to do that. And I'm not here to tell them how to, because I, I don't know. I'm not educated. I don't have a college degree. They're not going to fucking listen to me. But what I can say is we can take that away from them. In fact, we can be a pirate and steal it from them and not give them the ability to have the ability of indoctrination. And I don't mean that in like some like quasi conspiracy theory idea that it's all, no. What I mean that in is a context of indoctrination into the education system of knowledge over wisdom and it is much better to be wise than it is to be knowledgeable and self-awareness is one of the best places to encounter wisdom there are many times an individual can look at a situation and not know the answer but come up with a solid outcome given a representation of knowing the methodologies of their learning so that they can intake the information specifically maybe in an emergency situation like we talked about process it effectively and then have the awareness of oneself to know what to do even if that awareness in the end Tells them to run the fuck away. That's fine. If you don't know shit about CPR or first aid, should you be the one taking control of the medical emergency? No. Maybe you should be the one just calling 911. Or maybe you should be the one finding someone else to come help. But that comes down 
to a situational awareness that is predicated on one's own self-awareness that is completely definitively linked to the understanding of how you process the information in front of you into your own brain and then make use of it. And that is where education is probably one of the best starting points for self-awareness that I have come across so far. And I could be completely wrong. And I've said before, take everything I say with a grain of salt. I'm a professional in no way, in any way of anything. I'm just an idiot on the internet and you have to do your own research, but that's to be said about anything, to be completely honest. I'll, I'll digress on that point, but one's education should be uh, vast. It should be all encompassing. Your education will define you as a person. So you should take some control over it. So I'm not saying that, you know, colleges are useless, although I don't believe personally, a lot of people need to go to college. I don't think the K through 12 Western system is horrendous. I think we need to have a conversation about what are we expecting from this? College is just preparing you to deal with the bullshit that everyone else had to deal with to work in the environment that you work in. A lawyer goes to law school and learns all the bullshit so that they can sit in the office with the other lawyers that went through all the other bullshit and have common ground. That's it. Same thing for doctors. Same thing for massage therapists. The differentiation is we find in the more physical hands-on skilled trades that knowledge and that dealing with the bullshit comes from the experience of being on the job and doing the job. There was just a different level. Like you just needed to have gone to high school and learn geometry and some basic algebra to be able to measure things or do the math that's necessary in the physical skill in which you're doing, or maybe an English class to convey in a report of, you know, like if you're doing an inspection or something like that, like the skilled trade situation has no differentiation as far as the educational system. It's the comprehension and the learning that outweighs everything else. We don't need more education. We need more understanding of learning specifically to the individual. And I, I'm here to say the system of education going to school, schooling is not defined or necessary for that. We require it as a society for people to go to school, but it's not their job at this point to do anything other 
then educate you based on the systems in which they've defined. That is a teacher's job. And this is why I think there's some of those pirate teachers out there who are going against that system. And I think that's correct. I don't think they should, you know, jeopardize their job over it, but some of them have. Absolutely. You know, but we as a collective, no, I won't even say that because I'm not, I'm not big on collectives. I'm not big on you as an individual need to take the power of your education and, and make it yours. You need to educate yourself on how you learn, how you process information. And I think if you have any interest in self-awareness, this is a spot where you would want to start. I haven't found the like a starting point of self-awareness. I don't really think there is one at this point. I think, again, like I've said before, the answer is there's no answer. Before, uh, I won't even say a majority, but for a good select few, understanding of one's mental capacity for information, how you use it, there's so many ways you could put it. But that fundamental idea of the method where we get things from out here into in here, into the brain, into the skull, into our consciousness is a very powerful place to start into or even continue upgrade, whatever you want to call it, your own self-awareness. And that's not even to get into the mental health side of things where it is. uh, I don't even have words for what it is. It's some weird amalgamation of, self-awareness with an understanding of why you aren't yourself and what that means and how mental health and depression can all be thought about from a, a different perspective of taking in the information that perspective is providing you. And yeah, it gets complicated. It's supposed to be complicated. Education is in and of itself a complicated idea. And there is no right method. There is no right solution. But there's certainly a way to better educate. And no one else is going to do that for you, but you. No one has the time or ability at this point anymore to specifically define the information you need because they, they, they can't, they can't understand. They don't know. They have systems that work on the law of averages. On average, it works for 70% of the population. It probably works to some acceptable degree. That's, that's the system. Remove yourself from it. Don't, live in the educational system is the answer to that particular problem. Define learning and education to yourself. What is it to be educated? I will give you my personal opinion as we close. I believe I was educated. It didn't fucking help me at all. I believe I was educated on 
a wide range of topics as I was going through school. And none of it was relevant. And none of it was important. The interactions of the individuals was far more of an educational experience that I wasn't even... I wasn't even paying attention to the way instructors treated me, the way my fellow students treated me. And then later colleagues and other interactions like those were more of an educational experience as a system because education is a system. Gaining knowledge is a system. Gaining wisdom is a process. my schooling career as it is, or as it was, or yeah, it is, I guess I'm still being schooled in some ways, was never about what I was being taught. It was simply probability. Here are interactions how are you interacting? How are others interacting? And that, if I had to look back on it, is more of a self-awareness trip than the English class or the math class or, you know, understanding that I was decent at most things but, like, wasn't interested in science all that much or I am now, but I wasn't back then. Or, you know, like, didn't care to pay attention to math class or... It was those types of things that really were what I was learning and not so much about the system itself. College courses were a little different in the sense of like, there is information you need to go on and be successful. But most of the college courses I've experienced were, I was coming at from a professional older mentality. I've taken more college courses after the age of 26 than I have before the age of 26. So there's a different mentality I'm coming from. I knew the information I needed and I knew how I could learn it. I went to them to get it. And that's where I think education is an important idea to understand from a personal self-awareness perspective, you can gain the first inklings of wisdom just by figuring that out. I knew the collegiate world, academia, had what I needed to know about accounting in a format that I could prove to other people I had gone and understood. So I went there and learned it from them using their method of teaching and system by filtering it through the way I learned it. And then the big piece of that was I was then applying it to the job I was currently at, which is for me a way of enforcing learning as a whole. I didn't choose to do that through an online course. Like a, a non-college, like, you know, just learning like the principles of accounting as like, just like a 
Khan Academy or one of those learning process. No, I went to a collegiate level because I knew the individuals I was interacting with on a daily basis had also done the same thing. So I wanted the same level. Like it was that awareness that really made the learning process more effective. I knew who had the information I needed. That was the wisdom part. I also knew how I could filter it to gain the information that was going to be beneficial to me in my job and to be able to talk more intelligently or understand at a higher level the degree of the work we were doing. That takes time to figure out, but it's a really important idea to grasp. So I think as a basis, I might be wrong. A first step to self-awareness at least at a conceptual level, maybe not at a principle level yet, but at a conceptual level, techniques, concepts, principles, at a conceptual level, the understanding of one's learning capabilities and method that best works for them in all cases is a amazing place to start to gain self-awareness, even if it takes forever. Cause I'm still creating new methods and I've heard of other people creating new methods of like, Oh, how do I better take this in? Like, okay, like cut this shit out, make this like, okay, like watch this video. Oh, this instructor, like this person works, this, this is all right. We have a vibe here. Like I know certain individuals videos to go watch over others. They cover the same topic but the presentation makes more sense to me. I think people have figured this out over the last year, at least with the pandemic situation and schools and like different. And from the teachers I've talked to, not only have they become self-aware of it without maybe even knowing, which I feel like there's a lot of things that you actually learn self-awareness from that you don't again, it's that like, what's the balance and then oh there it is in the center of that that's the piece that's actually self-awareness students have had to have the conversations with themselves do i learn better online or do i learn better in person that's a self-awareness thing like why haven't we sat down and had the conversation hey did you learn better through an online portal or did you learn better in person? Because for the longest time, the conversation has been rate my professor or, you know, like, Oh, this teacher's good. That teacher's bad. I have a massive issue with this because like, yeah, there's shitty teachers out there. Absolutely. I could be a shitty teacher to someone who knows that's personal preference which is self-awareness people like that's where I think the educational system and one's own education are now separate ideas. Both have a trajectory that is parallel to a self-awareness experience, but they are not, they are mutually exclusive. Like you can just exclude them from each other and do them separately the learning piece of one's own learning is beneficial to both sides, but that's the piece that's, so we have 
one side and another side and the balance teeter totter in between, that's where we get the self-awareness piece. And I think in a convoluted way, we've come around to that understanding. So push yourself on your education, learn something new, but focus on how you go about learning something. Look back at your life of what made sense and how did it make sense to me more so than something else? Not why did it make sense to me? How did it make sense more to me or how did I pick it up quicker? How am I able to be good at drawing, but not good at math? Or how am I able to be really great at math, but I'm terrible at music? Not that all these things have to be mutually exclusive in any way, but like, those types of ideas, look back at that, use the educational experiences as canonical record and apply them to yourself. You are a system of stories in the educational world. You didn't treat as stories. You didn't treat them anecdotally. You treated them as an experience of learning. Were they? What did you learn? How did you learn it? What made you learn it? Was it really learning? Really? Was it, was it really learning? Was your educational system, your experience with it? Was it really actually learning? Did you learn anything? I think all great educational experiences start with a very, big question. So that's the question I'm presenting in a very long-winded manner. In your experience of the educational systems, be them traditional or not, from collegiate, from K through 12, from martial arts, painting class, music school, on job training, Did you learn anything? What did you learn? Was it learning? That's the question. Did you learn anything? And once you look at that, I think you'll find, Ooh, okay. There's a lot to unpack here. There's a lot to look at and it can be overwhelming. Absolutely. But that is, proposed question and that response, I think is one that develops self-awareness and it has been used in the philosophical representation for a very long time. Um, It's the method of playing devil's advocate. It's the Socratic method. It's the retroduction. If we eliminated everything else as a plausible place to start I think a highly probable route to a more defined self-awareness is asking what have you learned and how have you learned it and that is my conversation on education so go do as we will with it 
hopefully it will give you some sort of understanding in a better light or one of those very ideas that could trigger an aha moment. We call that, well, they used to call that spontaneous enlightenment, but I have a huge issue with what enlightenment actually is because enlightenment doesn't exist. Enlightenment is the seeking of death because that is true enlightenment, but that's just a teaser for another episode. So for now, I leave you with what have you learned and how have you learned it? Good luck. Have fun with that one. It's a doozy. That being said, uh, this episode's over. I have nothing more to share with you at this point, but there will be more in the future. I appreciate you coming along for the ramblings. And uh, as always, don't forget to breathe. You might have to on this one because there's a lot of deep breathing involved in trying to figure this out because it's it's mind-bending at points. But it's a strong place to start, I think, and I, I hope it helps you in some way. So take care. Thanks for listening. Come check us out at taminghindrances.com for show notes, links, resources, and more. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the show via iTunes, Stitcher, RSS, or your preferred platform. If you leave us a spiffy review, we might just mention it on the show. But go be awesome. And just remember to breathe.